Lined into left center, and what a play made by the rookie Brian O'Grady. Pitch. Oh, into right field. Brian O'Grady, first big league home run. Fly ball, center field struck well. Marisnik going back at the wall. Gone! Welcome back, Brian O'Grady. And welcome inside episode 85 of Breaking Bats, presented by Not For Long Media. My name is Justin Ayers. Excellent episode this week. I am joined by my pal, Eric Arditi of Barstool Sports, Barstool RDT, to talk all things Baltimore Orioles, first place Baltimore Orioles. It's a fantastic conversation. You won't want to miss it. Before we get to Eric, though, we have two new apparel sponsors to shout out Few Will Hunt is one of my favorite brands out there. They're a great American company out of Philadelphia. They're out to restore the dignity of hard work. They are by far my favorite shirt to work out in. It's the comfiest thing ever. Uh, Check them out at fewwillhunt.com. And then Shoreboy Clothing Company. Even though fall is almost here, Shoreboy captures the essence of summers at the Jersey Shore in their apparel. What's not to like about that? Let's keep the good vibes flowing year-round and check them out at shoreboy.co, shoreboy.co. With that all being said, here's Eric Arditi. All right, I am now joined by a very special three-time recurring guest, friend of the pod, Eric Arditi. He writes for Barstool Sports. He talks for Exit 52 Podcast. One of the best uh, recurring guests we have, one of the best people I know. Eric, it is so great to see you again. It's John Means Day, so first of all, happy John Means Day. Happy John Means Day to you. I've I've definitely been on more than three times, right? It's way it's been way more than three times. I mean, it maybe not. Maybe maybe on my personal pod. I think that's first what was it like, was. Yeah, yeah. You and right. you, me and Brian, and then you that's came on right. to preview the season. Yeah, this is kind of like wrap up ish. Yeah, yeah. We're nineteen games left, so yeah. I mean, we're we're in the home stretch of stuff. So yeah, thank you for having me back on. Of course, it's always a pleasure. Uh, so we teased it. It is John Means Day. I was thinking about trying to grow my mustache out in solidarity for this, but I didn't get the timing down. Um, back for the first time since April 2022. I didn't realize it had been that long. Yeah. Uh, expectations for John Means returning to an Orioles rotation headed for a postseason berth. You got it. You got to temper them at least for this this outing right now. Um, you know, again, people people are like, oh, you know, he's going to go seven. He's going to go eight. And it's like, no, no, no. He's not. He's not. That that's not a thing it's gonna you know he's gonna work his way back i'm hoping for four or five innings again maybe around 65 70 80 pitches i mean that would be great again it's like i you don't want to see him with the dean kramer where i think dean had like 80 going into the fourth or you know yesterday or so i know his pitch count was elevated but um kind of just looking to see where the velo is i know the velo was like low 90s um when he was in triple a but everything they said was was he looked good in uh in triple a and he felt comfortable and and, you know, there was no real hiccups there. So, you know, now it's go time. And, and like you said, it has been a long time. I was actually at the last game he started. And I was actually going to meet up with his wife and Trey Mancini's wife, Sarah Perlman, at the time. And we we were sitting in left field right on the wall. And by the time we got the inning finished, and by the time we got around um, to the seats, Caroline had left. And, and Sarah was like, oh, yeah, like, John had something with his, you know, he, he, they, I think they're pulling him out of the game. So she's going down there to check on him. And like a half hour later, she wasn't back. And we were like, oh, this, 
this is weird. Like this is not good. So yeah, it's, 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 I think they said 17 months. That's a long time. It's a very long time. Um, but I'm happy he's back. It's, it's awesome to see him. I was trying to figure it out today, how long it's been since he had been on, like he's never been on an Orioles team. I think we've realized that that's been more than four games above 500 ever. And now they're 39 games above 500 and he's just thrust right in the middle of it. So I'm, I'm happy for him. I'm happy for, you know, his family and everyone else. So it's, it's a, it's a good time to be a, an Oriole fan. This is a good thing to think about though, before he does start, because I think a lot of Orioles fans are thinking, all right, John means he's a horse. He's going to mm-hmm. go out there. He's going to eat some innings. He's going to be the guy, but I think it's probably good to have a healthier expectation of, yeah, he hasn't pitched. It was 17 months and yeah. uh, you probably can't count on him to, to go deep into games at this point. But uh I think if you had to pick a team for him to come back against, I think the St. Louis Cardinals would probably be up there in terms of the ones you do want. Yeah, I mean, obviously they're they're one of the biggest underachieving teams this year. Um, I mean, they're not the Royals or anything like that, but or the A's or you know, but I mean, it's not going to be fun. It's going to be a challenge, but it's not going to be fun facing Arenado and Goldschmidt. You know, those are those are two of the best hitters we've seen in our, you know, the last. Sorry, excuse me, 10 or 15 years. Um, but yeah, again, I mean, the Cardinals, they, they are not a good team. You kind of saw it last night. They they showed flashes, and then they just quickly fell apart the second the Orioles kind of had any momentum. Um, but yeah, hopefully he can kind of carve them up. And and again, he's not a 99, 98-mile-an-hour fastball guy. He's going to kind of dice them up at the curveball, change up, and, and you know, maybe a mid-90s, low-90s uh, fastball, and we'll, uh, we'll go from there. But yeah, the Cardinals are, that's exactly what the doctor ordered for him. I was reading about the six-man rotation they have going into the postseason, uh, which is good. But I feel like the other guys in the rotation, there's so much like the hitting the offense of this team. We, we it's already pretty much figured out. There's not a lot of question marks. We know what we're getting. It's the pitching and like bullpen and rotation, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to talk about a former Cardinal, actually, uh, Jack Flaherty. Um, tough. Yeah, he's um he's had a rough go of it. The first start in Toronto was awesome. Um, and and he's shown flashes ever since. He just can't seem to put one of these complete games together. I mean, in Boston, and again, that's a wonky ballpark. Weird stuff happens, but he was just getting hit very hard. Nothing, you know, he wasn't really missing any bats. Um, I think they showed the stat, and they said in his last start in Arizona, I think they said he had a 0% whiff rate on his fastball, which is just kind of like that – that's weird. Like you, you would think that you could at least just get one, you know, one swing and a miss. He didn't get any. Um, so again, he wasn't good there. He wasn't good in uh, San Diego. And, and it's been a, it's been a disappointing, um, you know, I guess tenure for, for Jack Flaherty uh, as an Oriole. It's, it's going to be interesting. I think he goes, does he go tomorrow? No, is he going? No, he's going Friday. I'm sorry. But Drew Rahm, who the Orioles traded for him, uh, is going on Wednesday uh, for the Cardinals, but it's, I, I hope he can turn it around. I really, I want him to do well. Like I don't want to, you know, not remember this, this fondly, but he's got to be better. I mean, he has to be there. There's no other, again, this is a team trying to lock up a division title. Like you have to be better than that. So Flaherty's been there before. He's a veteran. He's a young guy, but he's a veteran. He's been around, he's pitching big ball games and in, in NLDS and, you know, big starts. So we, we kind of need that from him and, and we, we need to see something and why they, you know, why they traded for him. So I got, I have faith. I'm not like completely done with them, but it's, it's, it's scary to watch him go out there right now. Yeah. I think that's a great way of summing it up. Seven ERA for a guy that, I mean, look to be realistic, he was like the last, one of the last pitchers available. So it was kind of like one fifty AM at the bar. It was closing time. We're just lucky to go home with somebody that night. 
Uh, so I we did, but now we're starting to get the the hangover starting to wear off a little bit, and you're like, oh, Jack Flair. Mm-hmm. But I, does it ever like does it make it easier to palate knowing that Drew Rom necessar- hasn't necessarily been lighting the world on fire? I mean, yeah. Again, I it's it's weird because it's like I don't want to tear down another prospect or you know a, a, another player um, and compare the two. But yeah, I mean, Rom has not been good either. Um, again, I want him to do well. I it doesn't have any you know, effect on me, whether he does, you know, if he's, if he does poorly or anything, I'd obviously like to see him do well. I've never met him, but we've had conversations. I think he's a Titans fan. So we've, we've chatted about them a bunch. Um, but you know, it, it does kind of lessen the blow that, that Rom isn't out there with, you know, a 0.98 ERA and, and a, you know, a, a 0.08 whip or something like that. So it's, it, you know, it, it has, it hasn't hurt quite as bad as, as people thought it would. So. I'm just trying to figure out the the playoff roster for this point and and who's going to get on, who's going to be left off, who's going to make that playoff rotation. Um, mm-hmm. I was reading that Flaherty isn't really a guy that can pitch out of the bullpen. I think he's only done it like twice ever. So you're right. If he doesn't start picking it up here in the last couple weeks of the season, he might be the first one off the the roster. Yeah, I mean, it, it could be him. It could be Kyle Gibson. Um, and it, which again, which sucks. Like it's going to be weird. I mean, obviously the win loss stat is is not a real stat that people you know, kind of used for pitchers, but he's leading Emmett. He's leading. I think he's tied for first in the AL and wins with 14 or something like that. 13 or 14. Um, so again, and he's a veteran, he's been around, you know, but he hasn't pitched well either, you know, since the all-star breaker his last eight, seven um, starts. So it, it's going to be interesting to see who gets left off and who they have. I mean, you're one, two right now. I don't care how you put him. It's Br- it's Bradish, Grayson, Kramer. And, you know, that's a very strong one, two, three. Um, again, Kramer had, said two back-to-back not great starts last night was probably his worst one in a while but um I, I feel confident with this with this rotation and and hopefully you know one of the two Gibson or Flaherty hopefully both of them come back around but again there's still time for them to kind of show us what they have and, and give us some confidence that that they can you know make a playoff roster and then that they can perform in the playoffs so I don't know who's going to get left out but it, it's going to be interesting to see um who it is I like your one, two, three playoff rotation of Bradish, uh, Grayson, and Dean. That fourth, though, fingers crossed, John Means. Also, here's one for you. Free Tyler Wells. That's not really a question, but can we just free Tyler yeah, Wells? Yeah, Wells is my guy. I, I really like him. Apparently, he's had a lot. He's had issues out of AAA with the velo and his arm fatigue and stuff like that. So that's that's it's pretty concerning. Um, I, again, I mean, I when I, did my, I had my event with him at Jimmy's um, maybe two weeks before the all-star game. And I'm like, dude, we got to get you to, to Seattle. Like, you know, I think you deserve to be an all-star You're league leading and whip and stuff like that. And he was awesome. He was very gracious and, and gave some great answers. Um, then it kind of just all fell apart for him. And, and I know, you know, they talked about the arm fatigue and stuff like that. And his velo is down and, and apparently it's just more of the same in triple a. Um, I actually did go to the game that he started in Bowie a couple weeks ago. Um, and again, he looked fine. I thought he looked good. His velo was, was good, but there's something going on. So I, I would love to see him up. It just doesn't seem like whatever they were wanting to see is, is happening. So I, I am, I'm kind of worried about that, but again, it's, it's the same thing with all these guys. They're throwing a ton of innings. Wells had never, has never thrown this many innings. Obviously the COVID year, his Tommy John stuff like that really put him behind the eight ball. But I mean, he was awesome. He was about as good as you can get for the first six, seven, eight weeks. And and again, slowly kind of started to fade. And and you got to think it's some of the fatigue. But that's a guy, I mean, he's here for the long term. I, I think he's going to be a monster, whether he's a starter or they use him as a back-end bullpen guy. I, I he can he can do it all. So I'm 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 with you on the Tyler Wells uh bandwagon. 
I feel like he might be around for an extra year longer than we thought, just because I keep seeing on Twitter the the rumblings of service time manipulation mm-hmm. of, I don't know. I don't, I, I like to think that there's people smarter than me that can figure that stuff out because I'm very mm-hmm. dumb, but it does have kind of like that stink of, you know, something's not right. Yeah, but but then again, he he really was not pitching well when they sent him down. So I don't think they would have done that if he was continuing to, you know, six innings, one run, eight Ks. I mean, he was striking out a ton of people for a couple starts there. And then it kind of just started to go away. So I, I I saw those rumblings too, or I saw whatever, you know, they were saying, I don't, I don't buy that as like a this is why they did it. Um again, I mean the the, the just his production kind of dropped off and and he just didn't look right. So that's that's what I'm chalking it up to. I I, I get if you want to people want to have the con- not conspiracy, but if they want to talk about that, I think it's definitely something you talk about, especially with this franchise and obviously everything that's happened the last uh, couple of weeks. So we could, we could have done a whole another pod on just you know the events of the, of this year. We're still waiting <laughs> to see the books. By the way, the books are still closed, unfortunately. Um, he, apparently he's speaking at Micah in, in like a week or two, John Angelos. So maybe he'll open up the books there. The Maryland, um, what is it? Maryland creative school. It's like an art school or something like that. Okay. I, I forget okay. what it is, but he's speaking there. That's I definitely, think, so. that's definitely not the venue to ask him questions about the lease then. So oh, don't even try it. No, no. We'll go in. Make sure it's not a holiday either. Make sure it's not a holiday. <laughs> We're here to talk about the arts. That's yeah, it. That's literally <laughs> what he would say. So, I don't know. <laughs> um, I wanted to stick with the pitching though, just because, like, you know, the the bullpen it's had its ups, it's had its downs. There's a couple things that I wanted to ask about the bullpen, but if you just had to like rank your Orioles relievers that you you trust, you rank the guys that you trust the most to the guys you trust the least currently in the Orioles bullpen. Let me. I'm gonna pull up. I'm gonna try and pull up the roster here really quick, um, just so I can have it all in front of me. Um, yeah. Let's see, Ba-ba-ba. come on, give me, give me. I just want there it is roster. Um, ba-ba-bum. I think right now I trust Cano the most. Even um, even with his his kind of hiccup in Fenway on Saturday where he gave up three runs. Um, again, wonky ballpark, just a weird game overall. Like that's, I think that's an outlier. You throw it out. He was really good in August, really really good. And again, he's really picked it up when they needed him to after Felix went down. Um, after that, it may be Coulomb. I mean, he's been awesome too. He's been a solid, steady, you know, high leverage lefty guy for the entire year now. Like again, he joined them. I think he got to Baltimore as the team was running down the orange carpet. Like they claimed him as I was like eight hours deep into a pickle shift, you know, on opening day. Like he, he came here very last minute. Um, but he's done nothing but be awesome. Um, after that, it may be, um, I'm looking again. It could be Jorge. He's pitched great since he got up, um, since he's come back. It could be D.L. Hall, who, again, got the win last night. He's been really good. He looks sharp. Whatever they're doing to these guys in Norfolk, Grayson and him, I mean, Jesus Christ. Like, give me – bottle that up, and you could, if you could sell that. it It's like it's like Austin Powers' mojo. It just gives them – you know, again, they maybe go down there with not the greatest confidence, and they come back being like, oh, that's right, I forgot I'm the baddest motherfucker on the planet. Like, I'm going to throw 101 right by your face. And there's nothing you can do about it. And you're like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's what we signed up for. So, um, Fuji's looked awesome too. You know, I, you could put Fuji there too. I mean, his play in Boston was great. I mean, that's a, that's a series season saving play that, you know, that stretch he made at first, how he didn't ravage his ankle or knee, you know, is kind of beyond me. But, um, if we want to put Cole Irvin in the bullpen too, I, I, I would really kind of just group all those guys together. Perez has been fantastic the last like month and a half. 
um, Jacob Webb. Like there, there's really, oh, I mean, if there's one guy who I don't, I don't really know who's like on the bottom of my list that I don't trust right now. It may be Webb because he's just the newest guy to me. Like maybe, I don't know, maybe it's Jorge Lopez. Um, Cause again, he's been bouncing around and, and, and he's now back here. I don't know. I mean, they're all, they've all pitched really, really well since they've come back up. There's no Keegan Aiken. There's no like, you know, Mike Bauman looked good for a while. And, and then he was bad, you know, like there's none of those guys. Like this is a very strong bullpen right now. And again, I think you're, you're seeing it. They, they're, they're pitching their ass off last night. They were great. So I don't know. It's, it's, it's really a coin flip. It, it's very, the, the, the margin of error for like who I trust the most to the least is like very, very thin. I, I they're all pitching out of their minds right now. Just hope that keeps going. That's a good spot to be in. Yeah. Cause usually yeah. in every bullpen, there's one guy where it's like the the JT Real Muto gif where you see him running out and you're just like, God damn it. Yeah, yeah. We don't really have that. It's Keegan Aiken. Yeah. I mean, that's that was the Keegan Aiken, or you know, I, I don't know. I'm trying I'm trying to think of some of the others. But yeah, I mean, I, again, everybody's been they could they really, really stepped up the second that Bautista went down. And and again, that's that's what they needed to do. We interrupt this episode to bring you a word from the official sponsor of Not For Long Media and the Breaking Bats podcast, The Original Fudge Kitchen. It is a staple of the Jersey Shore with six locations in Cape May, Wildwood, North Wildwood, Stone Harbor, and Ocean City. The Original Fudge Kitchen makes all of their fudge in-store guaranteed a delicious product, so stop by and let them know that Not For Long Media and Breaking Bats sent you. Check them out online at fudgekitchenswithans.com as they are shipping fudge and sweet treats all across the country. Now back to the episode. This might not be the end for uh, for Felix, Jorge Bautista for Felix Bautista though, uh, because I keep seeing this. There's a lot of a lot of rumors and rumblings on on the Twitter sphere. Uh, apparently, his UCL is only like slightly torn, which that's yeah. that's an awesome thing. It, it, he's it's hurt, but he's not that hurt. But here's the thing: if it's partially torn, and again, I'm not a doctor. I'm the farthest thing from a doctor. It, my if if it's partially torn, it's going to tear at some point. And I don't know if they went to him and they were like, hey, listen, again, whether he gets surgery tomorrow or in two months, he's he's out the entire next year. I've already kind of come to terms with he's done for 2024. He will be perfectly healthy for 2025. But a guy who's what, six foot eight, 270, 80 pounds, who throws 102 miles an hour, that thing is going to tear. Your body is not meant to be that big and throw that fast and strong and hard. Um so again, for it to tear partially, like they said, and and not fully tear yet, I I have to assume that at some point it's just gonna go. I mean, we've all done it with rubber bands where we just stretch it like this, like this, or like this, and then out of nowhere it snaps. That's basically the UCL. It could happen at any time. Um, and again, you know, maybe they try. They're gonna try the rest and 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 you know maybe some injections and stuff like that. I just I can't see him coming back and pitching this year. I, as much as I want it. I, I can't see it. it it's, it's, I, I just, I can't put myself in those shoes to see it. Um, it does suck. And again, if it is, if this is him, you know, talking to Hyde and Elias and being like, Hey, listen, I, I will go until this thing goes like until my arm is dangling and I don't have my UCL attached. I will go. That's like build him a statue right now. Like get him, get him going, like give him the Harbor, give him whatever he wants. Like that's, that's a guy who you want closing and, you know, on your baseball team. Um, and again, it may just be a pain thing if they were like, hey, listen, you're probably you're going to need surgery. Um, if you can pitch through this, you know, it's up to you. And if he's like, yeah, let me do it. Then it's like, that's that's an awesome thing. I don't know if it is. I don't know if that's the case. I you know, it's all hypotheticals. But 
I saw the rumblings and all that. I just, I can't see him coming back. It, it's going to be super tough. I, I want to be, I want to be wrong. I would have no problem eating crow on this, but I, I just can't see it. I, I also don't think that I would necessarily want him to try. Like, okay, what's best case percentage that we're going to get of him? Like 50, 60%? Like, if yeah. he's able to, like, yeah, I, I can I can nut through this. I feel like we just spent five minutes on how good the bullpen is now. Like, let's just use the healthy guys and not have the guy who could catastrophically, like, you know, lose his limb halfway through an outing. Like, I feel like that's probably a bad idea. Yeah, and, and the only thing that I guess is kind of comforting is, is Elias said that the doctor said he can't do any more damage to it you know it's not like he's not gonna fray nerves or something like that or loose feeling in his arm or hand they're like listen if it tears it tears it's going to tear it's just it's not going to do any further damage to his forearm or elbow or anything like that again i'm not a doctor so i don't know how true that is but he's so i've pretty you know i'll believe it um but yeah i mean again again it, it's it's maybe it's wishful thinking by then maybe they're trying to deke him you know or deke other teams and be like Oh man, we really got to worry about, you know, Bautista in the back end and then you don't and and kind of thrown off, but I don't know. It's it's an interesting game that uh that they're playing here with with Felix and and what they're doing. I've seen this a lot on Twitter with the Aaron Rodgers injury news where you have just like normal ass dudes like I tore my Achilles and I was back playing pickup hoops within 7 months. I need average people on Twitter to come together and say, "You know, I I had something wrong with my arm and I was able I was fine in a week." Can we have some of those people come forward? Because I would actually like I, to see that. I have read that they were like you, like a normal, like you and I do not need a UCL. We can tear our UCL, and like we can sit at a keyboard and type, and we'll be fine and feel no pain. <laughs> obviously, I think they said it was a lot of it was like people who weight lift. Obviously, you can look at mine and your body type, and and probably come to the conclusion that we're not powerlifting. We're not throwing um, some some plates around. Yeah, yeah, you know, but um, it was like that in baseball. It, it was like a lot of things, you know, you pull and stuff like that in baseball. Um, so yeah, if anyone out there has torn their UCL and and is like you know working in an office job, if you're not like in in one of those massive like sling casts, like answering a phone or something like that, like just just let us know. Like I, I just want to yeah, know how yeah. it goes. <laughs> I was able to I was able to go back to work at Jiffy Lube the next week. Exactly. So. Like, I, did you see Kyle Brandt this morning from NFL Network? That I, I had, I, he had to be joking, not joking, but that had to be like a funny, like, oh, I'm going to throw this out there and like, people are going to love it. Cause I thought that was a very funny tweet, but I think he people was were like taking it very seriously. Now, now I need to find it. Cause hang on. I saw this this morning. Uh, cause he's like, he's like roughly Rogers. I, I ruptured my Achilles at 39. I don't think this is the last of Rogers. He will have surgery within the week, be ready to throw in the spring, play in the fall. I don't think he'll end it like this. But yeah, I get it. It's like, dude, you sit in a chair in a suit all day. Like, you, you know, that doesn't, you know, when was the last time you, you went through two a days or not that Aaron Rodgers is like doing up downs in two a days, but it's like, come on. Yeah, like yeah. you can't compare the two. So that was, it was a funny tweet though. I, I laughed. <laughs> what if though, because we were talking all about how we don't want to see Felix Bautista come back. Like, would it be worth it? Because Ben Verlander says if, if Felix Bautista comes running through the bullpen gates in October with Omar's whistle on the loudspeakers and a damaged UCL, that would be one of the coolest things in the history of baseball. I, so. I tweeted, I think three minutes before the injury. And I said, I, I may actually pass out when we see uh, Felix's entrance in, in October, literally three minutes before it happened. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it would, it would be awesome. Again, uh, you want to talk about goosebumps, um, the setting, the atmosphere, the place would explode. So it, it would be awesome. It would be very cool. Um, again, it would just be a pretty deflating if, if, 
he throws one pitch and and kind of slumps off the mound again and, and starts walking towards the dugout. And then we're like, all right, well, now we're kind of back to step one. So I don't know. It's 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 going to be a very interesting. It's like Booby Miles' uncle. I said this on our podcast last night. It's like Booby Miles' uncle when he's meeting with Billy Bob Thornton and the, and the doctors and he knows that Booby's knee is, is done. And he's like, yeah, no, he can play. He can play like wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And it's like, I think we all kind of know what the end game is here. Like, let's, you know, let's just, I don't know, pump the brakes a little bit. But if he does re-injure himself, I have so many tweets saved in drafts where it's like, uh, uh, for those who are asking, I'm not okay. Uh, just, I'm, I'm going to do the, the Ben Verlander Shohei deal for. for yeah, I, I did that. I mean, I made fun of Ben for a week of a straight about the Shohei stuff. Um, and then two days later, I was like, I get it, dude. I, I get it now. Like <laughs> you sent him a DM. You're like, Hey man, I literally, I tweeted at him and tagged him. I was like, now I get it. Cause two days earlier, I was like, he's not dead. He, you know, he tore his UCL. He'll be fine. And then two nights later that happens to Felix. And I was like, yep, now, now I'm going through it too. But Are I wasn't you on the verge of puking. No, no, it wasn't anything like that. Like you didn't have to go up to a bridge or anything to get me down. But, um, <laughs> it, was, it was, it was something I did get my. I did get the bobblehead the next day, so that's oh, still intact. Yep, yep. The, yep. U- the UCL is still intact there, so I'll always have that. Yeah, yeah. He's next to my Adley uh, Captain America one, so it's a decent. The battery's still together, at least. There needs to be some sort of Adley. I think you should leave crossover. We were, were there were there are some things in the works with that. There, there are, we've Shit. had discussions. I don't know what's going to happen, but we're we're working on some stuff. Oh man, just like. I, I oh man he's he'll have like the hat what if he has just like the safari flap hat on and like a bobblehead like yeah why is not that a thing slop it up yeah yeah we'll, we'll have to yeah we're, we're it's a lot of brainstorming a lot of uh workshopping going on but okay I, i'm confident keep we, me posted. Can, we can do some good stuff two last last things for you uh if the playoffs started today the orioles would face the the winner of the rays and the blue jays but like texas and seattle are just like right there so like mm-hmm. i'm gonna lump them into this out of those four teams who would you most want to play and who would you least want to play? I think I'd most want to play Seattle. Um, again, the Orioles, they lost that series to them here, I believe. And then they won the one in, in Seattle. But their bullpen the last like three or four weeks has been awful. They traded, you know, Paul Seawald at the deadline. Um, and and their bullpen, I mean, we saw it when they played the Rays this last weekend. They couldn't hold a, a lead to save their life in the late innings. And I was talking about it the other day where the Orioles really seem to feast when they get into the bullpen, that sixth, seventh, eighth inning. They really just kind of seem to come alive and, and explode. Again, I did no research. I looked, at, I did not look at any numbers um, <laughs> on average or run scores. Somebody tweeted me the run scored. Um, it just, it just feels like, again, I said, maybe it feels like it more because there are always big moments, but again, it always seems like it's three to one in the sixth and they got guys on first and second with, with one out. And then you look up and it's like seven to one and, and the, or the, you know, the O's are just cruising from there. So I, I would love to get another shot at them, knock them out of the playoffs would be a, a great moment after all this shit that they pulled this year with the Orioles and, and that, that dude, Dave Softy or whatever his name was. Yeah. King Felix and CS rise and all that bull crap. So <laughs> You know, I don't know. Texas, too. I mean, Texas would be fun to knock out. They were the hot team very early on. Um, there would be something about putting the putting the nail in the coffin on one of the AL East uh, division guys, too. But, um, I mean, knocking out the Blue Jays would be fantastic. But that means they won a series, I believe. Yeah, that means they would have to win a series. And, again, it's like – it's one of those, like, you don't want to let anybody get hot in the playoffs. But I, I would – I would – 
I I have different um, levels of excitement for knocking out any of those teams. But I think if I could, had to play one team, it would probably be Seattle. I think they're probably the weakest. But Julio would not be fun to face. I'll tell you that. I feel like that would be you know when the lights get the brightest, he's going to shine. But yeah, I looked up the standings grid. It, I didn't realize the Orioles were ten and three against Toronto this year. That's insane. Yeah. I would like to play that. I would like to play them, please. Yeah, they. Um, but again, that that's a team where it's like, damn, you know what? They could really turn it on and like. Do you really want to face like Gosman Barrios Ryu in the um not Ryu, I think he's hurt. Um, who's the other guy? Kikuchi, I think. You know, like would you really want to face those three? Like that's you know, that that's a tough one. But but yeah, I mean, again, I don't think this team really fears anyone. I, I sure as hell really don't, you know, I'm not like, oh no, don't bring the blue jays here. Again, like they wax the floor <laughs> with them. So give me, give me any, but bring them on anytime, any place, you know. Let's let's do it. Uh last thing is that uh the Angels are, I don't know what the hell is happening with Mike Trout, but now they're reporting that like, hey, you know, if he wants out, we'll, we'll let you out. Um, I'm just trying to envision a scenario in my brain where the Orioles would be serious contenders for Mike Trout. What What do you think it would take, besides the financials and them actually opening the books and paying somebody, um, what, what do you think prospect player-wise it would take to get Mike Trout from LA? They'd probably ask for Jackson. They'd probably ask for, you know, Grayson. They would ask for... Um, the dude, uh, what's his name? Basalo, the catcher who's now top five. They would ask for, again, I mean, you got to ask for the moon. The the big yeah, thing yeah. with him, like you said, is the money. I think he has like, oh, I blogged it yesterday. Like half a billion dollars. He's like, yeah, he's like 400 some, or not, let me see what it was. I forget. Um, I know it's seven years left. Let me see. Um, I have it up right here. He's 32-year-old. Uh, yeah, so he's owed $248.15 million over the next seven years. That's a lot. 30-year-old who hasn't played more than 140 games since 2016. So, again, if the if you could get the the Angels to eat 400 million of that, then it would be like, yeah, let's talk, but again, they they would want Jackson, they would want they would want everybody. And and okay. obviously, I don't think you do that because he's hasn't proven that he could stay on the field and he could stay healthy the last, you know, 5-6 years. So, it, it's sad to see what's happened to him. Obviously, he's still a hell of a ball player and probably the best, well, He's one of the best baseball players we've ever seen. And, but again, it's it just injuries have caught up to him. I, I just, they would ask for the moon, the warehouse and, and the inner Harbor plus Jackson. So. <laughs> plus Jackson. Yeah. Okay. Well, damn it. I, I was trying to figure out. Cause I'm like, Hey, Millville, New Jersey is kind of close. And yeah, can get he, to can, he can make it up to the Eagles games in October. You know, he could, yeah. he always loves that. There's nothing that guy loves more than your season in New yeah. Jersey. That's a big yeah, thing. Uh, Okay, so we're not going to be tweeting him asking if he likes his crab cakes fried or broiled. I know he likes crabs brought to his hotel room from Jimmy's. I do know that he gets them delivered every. He has his family over to his suite um, in the hotel when whenever uh, the Angels are here, and and he always gets uh, a bunch of uh, like jumbo crabs. Um, I don't know about the crab cakes. I'll have to okay. do some digging on that, but I don't think yeah, I'll just be throw out. some feelers out. Like, hey, Mike, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you'll be a decent fourth outfielder for us, maybe a fourth. Yeah, he'll split playing time with Aaron Hicks, and then maybe yeah. we'll talk. Yeah, you know. Uh, okay, this has been incredible. Thank you so much. Enjoy John Means Day. Uh, listen to Exit 52 Podcast wherever you get your podcast. Check him out, barstoolsports.com. Eric Arditi, you're the man. Uh, thank you so much, dude. Always a pleasure. Thank you for having me. And before we get out of here, a special thank you to the band Stick Figure for allowing us to use today's intro and outro music. by the way
and voted not.